hi guys. Thanks so much for being here. <laughs> oh, sorry, no. Good start. Good start. <laughs> um, it's all right. I'll clip it and I'll go. <laughs> I thought there was more coming and I was like, okay. <laughs> I always wait because some guests are instantly like Chime hello in. as you start like Welcome to How Did You Do It? Our space to get to know the people behind great ideas. Whether you're on your morning walk, heading to work, or relaxing at home, enjoy. Your daily dose of inspiration awaits. Hey everyone, and welcome back to How Did You Do It? I'm Gabby, and as always, I'm joined by Georgia. Hey guys. Today we were lucky enough to be joined by Maddie and Sophie. Yeah, Maddie and Sophie are awesome. So they're the girls who run the You're in Good Company podcast, which I'm sure many of you, if you listen to us, probably listen to them. <laughs> um, so their podcast is basically encouraging women on their investing journey and explaining things like crypto, stocks, ETFs, all that good stuff. Exactly. Yeah, they just cover everything investing. And um, I mean, over the past week, with in light of International Women's Day, I feel like we saw so many stats emphasizing the finance gender gap. So not only is what they're doing really fun and entertaining, but it's actually just really necessary and important. And it's so exciting to see them encouraging more women to get into finance and investing. Um, yeah, just feel empowered in doing so. We dive into everything from the journey with the podcast, how they met, their full-time jobs, how they balance it all. <laughs> I'm sure you guys will love this episode, so enjoy. Hi guys, thanks so much for being here. I'd love to start off with how you guys met. We actually went to school together. So Sophie and I met in year seven um, at the school that we went to. It's kind of cruel actually. On the first week of year seven, they send you away to this school camp and it's like meant to be a bonding experience, but it's like completely terrifying because it's first day at a new school, first day of high school and off you go like by mum and dad. <laughs> and I think so we were in a cabin together at camp. Is that right? No, we weren't oh. in the same cabin. <laughs> Oops. It was, we were in, like, the same, like, house group, so, like, yeah, similar. Okay. Like, we got to meet each other, but Maddie was in, like, the cool cabin. Oh, and such I was, a lie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, I really want to be friends with her, but I wasn't in the cool cabin. We still made friends eventually. <laughs> and your your relationship kind of just, like, you were just friends from there? Yeah, I feel like we saw each other every day at school and we had such a good friendship and I kind of moved away for a little bit. I went overseas um, for a year and when I came back, Mads and I just kept that friendship going. So, yeah. And then when did you guys start finding this love for like investing and, and the podcast? It's funny. It's actually not something that I think we sort of developed together. I mean, we were, so we were both at uni together and we were both doing commerce. So I think we both knew that we had that kind of like business mind. <laughs> um, but in terms of actually talking about investing, I think it was only once we really sort of started discussing the podcast. So is that right? Yeah, maybe I feel like we we both did start investing, like you had started investing and I had started investing before we had thought about the podcast. And we had kind mm. of like spoken a little bit about it with each other because like we were kind of people we relied on for that kind of thing. 
but I would say now more so we speak about like investing every day. <laughs> 24-7. <laughs> and like taking that back a bit, it would be awesome to hear from both of you. Um, like where did your investing journeys begin? Yeah, so mine sort of began when I started full-time working. Um, I knew that I was going to have like a really regular salary coming in and I really wanted to sort of get my finances in order. I'd just been away on a big trip and I'd been you know, spending a lot of money. So I was kind of like, all right, time to rein it in and just sort of set myself up a little bit more. Um, my mom gave me a copy of the Barefoot Investor classic <laughs> and I just that read that page on compound interest in there and I was completely mind blown. Like I had studied finance at uni for what four and a half years and it had never occurred to me that investing was something that I should be doing. Um, but from there, I just sort of started reading more. I started listening to podcasts. I listened to Equity Mates. Um, and that's sort of what gave me the confidence to start. Um, I was really lucky my younger brother sort of started at the same time I did. So I had someone to lean on and ask questions um, to and sort of discuss our experiences, which I mean, was quite fortunate because I actually started investing for the first time just before COVID. So I pretty much put like, you know, a little bit of money in and then everything crashed <laughs> almost immediately. So, and I was like, oh my gosh. So luckily I had him to sort of discuss that with, but yeah, it just sort of blossomed from there. Nice. And yeah, mine was a little bit different. I started investing um, probably three or four years ago now when my partner um, was investing in Afterpay and he, I was privy to a lot of the conversations that he was having with friends, you know, kind of that traditional like picture that you have, like these boys sitting around a table, like discussing Afterpay and I'm like, the pub. What they, what, yeah, like what are they even talking about? Like I know, I know what Afterpay is, but like why would you invest in the stock? And then he kind of was like, you know, you should get in on this. And, and then so I started becoming a bit more involved in the conversation and I felt confident enough to do so because I was asking, I had him to ask all those like silly questions that people think are silly but they're not everyone has those questions when you start out I mean something that really resonates with me is like one of um my friends asked me like once like so like do you just like go onto google to buy a stock like is there like a do you just like type it in like you're buying the afterpay stock and so it's like on google and it's like that's like the mindset you have when you're starting so it's similar to Maddie she had her brother I had my partner and once I saw, I was obviously in a very fortunate position, I saw Afterpay grow a lot and I saw how that, I guess, investing could multiply my money and then from there I was like, well, I guess I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see, like, was investing for you like a very personal journey or once you kind of understood that that's something you wanted to do and you wanted to build up your wealth, did you want to get like other female friends kind of in on that and was there much like reception to that? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's sort of what really led to starting the podcast, to be honest, but like to sort of go back to initial days, like I was having this experience where, you know, the stock market crashed and then it really recovered quite quickly during that sort of after that initial crash in the COVID period. And I was looking at my money being like, this is literally so easy. I wasn't doing anything too complicated. I was investing in very broad ETFs and I was making a lot of money out of it. And I like started asking some of my friends, I was like, do you invest? Like, are you doing this? And almost no one was. And it was really blowing my mind. So I sort of started chatting to Soph about it. And it was like, I just felt this urge to like try and get more of my friends into it because it's so annoying when like, like it's so empowering to be able to see your money grow like that. And especially with inflation and interest rates and all those things that sort of tell us that 
having our money sitting in the bank account isn't doing anything for us. Um, and, you know, seeing the stats, like hopefully this has improved now, but we, when we started, there was this stat, which I think in 2020, the ASX released saying that um, females make up just 18% of online active investors in Australia, which is like so unbelievably low. So I think that's sort of how we came to start the podcast was this urge to get more friends involved. Mm. But I feel like you're right in the sense that like investing at some points can feel like a personal journey, especially as a female, because there isn't a lot of conversation about it. And that's obviously something that we're trying to change. But it also comes down to the fact that people still feel so embarrassed to talk about their money. And like, Mm -hmm. they find it so taboo, you make one bad investment, and people are like, oh, I didn't invest in that. Like, I didn't put my money there. Like, I didn't make a mistake. But like, what we're trying to do is be like, investing is a journey you can make mistakes like if you see my portfolio right now you'll see a lot of red because (laughs) you know the market isn't doing great but I think that's like it can be a personal journey in that sense that you feel like you don't have people to talk to about it but Mm. we're trying to change it so that it can be you know just a comfortable conversation more than anything else. Mm, yeah and that's exactly what you guys are doing with you're in good company um and so I'd love to know like where did that idea come from how did you get on board with equity mates like what was that whole journey like yeah it was a little bit of a COVID project um I think Soph and I are both not very good at like not doing things where <laughs> we like to fill our time um but I remember in lockdown it was a really long Melbourne lockdown in 2020 um and the equity mates guys were taking their podcast full time and they sort of posted in their like facebook community group saying like we're going full time we're looking to get more people involved like reach out if you're interested and because i was so bored <laughs> and i was trying to make a real effort to like read the afr and learn more and be more engaged i actually got in contact thinking that maybe i could get paid to like research for them and I was like, this would be great. I'll just get paid to read the paper and learn. And then we sort of, I sort of got on a chat with them and they asked me if I invest and if my friends invest. And I was like, oh, like, no, and it's so annoying and I really want them to do it. And we kind of got into this idea that, well, I think there's a real gap in the market for, you know, what the guys are doing is so awesome, um, but their audience is a little bit more male skewed. And there sort of was this gap in the market for what they were doing, but hosted by two females. And I guess sharing the experience of two females starting out on their investing journey. So I gave Soph a call and I was like, so I've got this idea. <laughs> and fortunately she said, yes. And the call, the call was like 45 minutes of Maddie, like <laughs> rambling, trying to get to the point. I couldn't understand like why she was talking for so long, but she was trying to tell me she's been on this Zoom call. And I was like, okay, she's going to be a researcher, like cool. Like, and then she was talking about other things. And then she's like, so anyway, they want us to do a podcast. I'm like, I'm asking you if you want to do it as well. And I was like, oh my God. It was actually really good. I think like over the COVID period, I don't think we probably could have got it off the ground in the same way if we didn't like have that time, you know, the weekends where we weren't doing anything and like working from home where you kind of have that extra hour in the morning when you're not commuting, like it kind of like the stars aligns definitely with the timing and and also where the markets were at because obviously the COVID crash happened. There was so much talk on social media about investing. So we were really lucky in that sense. 
And I think people had time to put into like learning about it and want, and you know, there was so much talk about it. So people wanted to get more involved. Yeah. It was very fortunate. <laughs> nice. And what was the initial reception like? Uh, our friends were very supportive. <laughs> Would we say other people listen? No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's like you guys would totally understand this when you launch your first episode of a podcast. Oh. You're never going to listen back to that one because no. you're just as it's gone, nervous. Ours ours nervous. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like our first our producer, ten, like, <laughs> Yeah, our producer actually challenged us once I think it was like over summer to like listen back to our first episodes and pick out you know the things that were wrong and I'm like there's no point in me listening because I'm just going to say everything is wrong <laughs> we were so I nervous do to do it yeah. yeah I remember sitting at this table and looking across at Soph and just like not even being able to speak and so it's like just chat to me I was like I can't <laughs> <laughs> but I feel I feel like the initial reception was incredible. Like we had so many media outlets reach out to us. Like we had an article in the AFR, which like for Maddie and I, we read the AFR every single day. And that was just like total stardom. And we had so many people reaching out saying they were looking for a community like this. Our Facebook community grew really quickly. People wanting to ask questions about investing was obviously something that, you know, people needed and wanted. And I think thus far the support has been incredible. I feel like no one's really, you know, trying to tear us down unless it's behind our backs and we don't know about it. In which case, keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I wanted to ask, like, how has it felt and, like, has there been any stories of any, like, females or women that, like, you've really made a big impact in their, like, financial life? I think when we started out and I was really thinking about like, what do I want to get out of this? And, you know, when you launch your first episode and you're like, are we going to be massive or is no one going to listen? (laughs) And I think I remember in that moment really telling myself that literally if one person starts investing because of listening to the podcast, like that is enough for me and that will be like job done. And I mean, it's so great. Like we get messages all the time in the Facebook group or in our DMs on Instagram that are just beautiful of like people telling us their situation and how they got into investing and how much happier and more empowered they feel because of it. And it's just, it's so heartwarming and it just makes me so happy because I just want everyone to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like we're also reaching a demographic of people that are, you know, around our age, which is young. So where even if people aren't investing right now, it's getting onto their, you know, the top of their mind that that's maybe something they could do in the future. Like, and just opening up that conversation a little bit more. So agreed with Mads, like if there's one person that started investing from this, amazing, and if there's more down the track because of it, then even better. Yeah, definitely. I think it's just so important to have like females in on the conversation, right, because like having conversations about money is like daunting enough, but when there's no one that like looks like you or talks like you doing it, like it makes a big difference. And so like having two women talk about it, honestly, it's, make such a difference we actually just before this were on instagram we we're looking at i don't know if you follow your juno mm-hmm. um but they posted yeah. this stat they posted this stat and it, it would i assume be from the uk but um it said that 73 percent of finance ads targeting women were about spending less but 90 percent of articles targeted to men were about investing growing their wealth all yeah. this stuff. so yeah it's just so interesting what the conversation is like and how that needs to change I think one of the things that was such a like 
click moment for me was when I read this thing that said women are taught that the road to financial empowerment is learning to budget and men are taught to invest. And it's so true. Like how many times have you heard that you need to cut back, you need to stop buying coffees or going out for brunch and like, where are all the people telling you to like put your money into afterpay or not, yeah. sorry, not afterpay, <laughs> put your money into ETFs because it's such like, it makes a huge difference over the long term. And I feel like we haven't been socialized or taught to do that. It's so mm-hmm. true. And I think I can speak for both of us. And I think from your stories before too, like we were all, um, we all like got into investing through men in our life. And I'm like so excited for the next generation where it's like, I'm going to keep teach my kids how to invest and you guys. Yeah. Are gonna- <laughs> yeah. 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 That's so like- true. How was it for you guys? Well, for two questions, like how do you have the time to like maintain your communication <laughs> with your audience? And how was it like building that community? Was it hard to get people in it or did it just kind of blossom? I feel like it is, I think for any, you know, we call our podcast a business and I think for any business it takes a lot of time and effort. You don't see, I think what's the famous saying, like a 30-year overnight success, like you, there is so much background work behind building up a community that is, it's a slow process but at the same time, as we said before, if one person joins and they start investing then that's kind of enough for us. Um, so definitely from the back end, managing it does take and, and building it up does take up a lot of time. But I know that Maddie and I, when we have conversations about this, like we're not looking to be like, okay, we need 100,000 followers on Instagram and 100,000 followers in our Facebook community. We want people that are there to be engaged and they're happy to be there. And that doesn't matter if it's 100 people or 100,000 people. Obviously, the long-term goal is to grow that up as much as we can so that we do have a bigger community of women investing. But it's... Yeah, for me, and, and and I know for Mads, it's not this like we need to have a quick overnight success. It's just about making sure that the conversations we're having are applicable to people, people want to listen, and if they're not changing that up so that we can build a, you know, bigger community of people in a, in a different way. And then in terms of managing time, <laughs> Soph and I both, like our day jobs, we work quite long hours as well, so it's a lot. We're also both studying, so... <laughs> It's, it is tough, um, but I think we, like, love the work that we do for your own good company. It doesn't feel like work. I think if it did, to be honest, I don't think we would be able to do it because it would be too much. Like, we spend a lot of time on weekends. We were recording ads for the podcast at, like, 10.30 last night. Like, you know, you just fit it in to the hours of the day that you can, but it, on like, I, it gets me out of bed in the morning or like I'm so happy to su- lie on the couch all Sunday and make Instagram posts because I just, yeah, I love it. So I think it's tough and it's definitely some weeks are easier than others, but yeah, we just fit it in when we can and sometimes it's silly hours. <laughs> I also feel like the economy is changing a lot. Like I think a lot of younger people are going to start having you know, their day jobs and also side hustles. I can already see in my workplace. I've had so many people ask me about like how I got my side hustle like approved with work. And I'm just like, I think the economy is going to change so much. People aren't going to be relying on one, you know, salary job for the rest of their lives. And it's definitely going to come through with our generation and the next generation. So trying to create that like, I guess, environment of flexible working, you're probably going to have more productive workers if you productive workers if on the side they're doing something that they really love as well so hopefully we see that change yeah totally I think um it's crazy like how you guys can manage it all and like podcast aside what are you guys like 
studying and how like how's work like <laughs> like do you want to pursue the career side or the podcast to be the main thing I think we I, we both um sort of started new jobs like last year so we're both relatively new in our jobs and we both love learning, hence like the study and all of that stuff as well, which is just, it's one of those things like if someone says like, oh, you should do this, I just can't say no. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but anyway, um, we're both doing the CA, which sort of helps. We both work at big four um, accounting firms, not in accounting though. Um, so I'm in, M- or we're both in MA actually. So I think for us, like we love doing the podcast. We don't like, I don't know. I feel like I have too much to learn still from my day job that I would be at the stage where I would want to leave it and take YGC full time. Um, but who knows what will be in the future? <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely share that kind of sentiment with Mads. I feel like our jobs in MA, we are constantly learning about businesses and, you know, the market and the broader macro environment. Like we have so much learning opportunity there. It kind of feeds into the podcast in funny ways sometimes. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like with, with Maddie and I, we learn off the guests that we're with. But working in teams is like that different environment that I wouldn't really want to be giving up in the short term. Yeah, totally. definitely. Where do you both see your Inga company headed? Oh, <laughs> 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 well, you know what? At the moment, my short-term goals, you know, I always look at like short-term and long-term. Short-term is live events. Like Mads and I have been locked in rooms for all of 2020, 2021. We've been recording online like we are with you guys now. It'd be so great to like be recording in a room with you. <laughs> yeah. So we are definitely booking in as much as we can more engagement with our community um, and booking in live events. And I think maybe in the longer term, it's just about building up that community of people and having, you know, a community where people cannot rely on maybe just Maddie and I and the Facebook group applying to things. And it's not even the case at the moment, but a community where everyone is talking to each other and relying on each other. I don't know what kind of, I don't like, there's no number or figure on it. It's just like, as big as the community can get, I think. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Heading in the direction of wrapping up, what would your guys' advice be to any women wanting to take control of their finances and get investing besides listening to your podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I think for me, I learned the most once I actually started. You know, for so long I was trying to listen to podcasts and find the perfect broker and find the perfect first investment and Actually, as soon as I started, that's when the learning began because you learn so much more from your successes but also your mistakes than you do ever just like reading and listening about it. So honestly, I would say as soon as you feel sort of comfortable or start to feel like maybe it's something that you could do, do it, really Mm -hmm. small amount, put it in the market and just see what happens because I think that's where the real learning really comes from. Yeah, I would say a similar thing, like a case that I tend to go back to a little bit is my little sister. She actually just turned 21 yesterday. Happy birthday, Emma, if you're ever listening to this. (laughs) Um, But she started investing. um, I helped her start investing and she just put in $100 because some of the um, apps you can just invest with $100 and she put it into an ETF and that's how she started learning. So it's the exact same thing. You don't need to have a huge amount of money. Pick an ETF that either interests you because it's the thematic or if it's in a region and just like see how that goes. Test with $100, $200, $300. 
see how it makes you feel because if the volatility is something that you cannot handle, maybe investing might not be the right thing for you right now, but like see how you feel and then kind of just build up from there. At the end of the day, everyone will make a mistake on their investing journey. So take every mistake on board and just learn from it. Exactly. And I think even just like putting in a tiny bit of money, just to like learn how to use investing apps. Like I think it's not as intuitive as like, sometimes it is a bit difficult to figure out. I know like the first time I was with my brother and I was trying to buy, I think it was crypto. And so I like had no idea what was happening. I was like, am I buying? Do I have it now? Like, is yeah. it, like what's my <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. And it's the same with stocks. It's really hard to learn about all that, but um, it's really empowering once you kind of like actually get the gist of it. So yeah. it's like mm. jargon as well. Like I remember being like, what's mm. alphabet? Like what's yeah. the alphabet? Yeah. <laughs> like understanding where it comes from being like, oh, like I didn't have no idea. Yeah. So true. Yeah. But it's yeah. funny because if you just had that person to ask, you know, someone that you could text, if you had one of you to text and be like, hey, what's Alphabet? Straight away, that like, cool for the rest of my life. I know that's Google now. But like yeah, yeah. sometimes people don't have that, which is the thing that sucks. So yeah. if you're yeah. listening and you don't have that person to text, jump in our Facebook group. We'll be that person. <laughs> so, thank you so much for joining us, Maddie and Sophie. It's been so nice chatting and it's been so cool. We've, I, I think we literally followed before your first episode. So we've seen like the whole journey. <laughs> um, and it's so yeah, nice. Thank you. It's so cool to chat. Where can everyone find you? We are. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> You can find us on Instagram at YIGCF Podcast or on TikTok at YIGCF Podcast and jump into our Facebook group. So, what is it? <laughs> YIGC Investing Podcast Discussion Group. It's nice. a bit of a tongue twister. But <laughs> yeah, if you have any of those questions that you feel like are the basic questions, jump in there. I promise someone's already asked them. And if you want to ask them again, there's so many people that reply in the comments. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of How Did You Do It? For more How Did You Do It, check us out on Instagram at howdidyoudoit underscore podcast. And we're also over on LinkedIn at howdidyoudoit question mark podcast. Enjoy the rest of your week, guys. Bye.